Welcome to Learn to Buy and Sell Cars with your host, Randy Adams. Randy has been in the business for decades and is ready to share with you everything you need to know about buying, selling, trading, and dealing with cars. And now, the host of Learn to Buy and Sell Cars, Randy Adams. Hello, San Antonio. This is Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. Thank you for tuning in. Yeah, I still got my mask on. Let me take that off. Maybe I'll sound better. I don't sound good to begin with, so I got a distinctive voice the Lord give me. Dear Heavenly Father, let's take it to the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, I give you praise and the glory for this day and every day. Come in our lives, change our lives, healing our lives. I know that we are a steady, steady growth, steady learning. But help us to make the right decisions. Help me to make a difference in people's lives, opening up the truth, uh, biblically, mentally, and spiritually. I give you praise and the glory for this day, and I ask in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, thank you again, uh, listeners. Uh, thank you for calling me. Thanking, uh, we're live on uh, Facebook, and I'm hoping people will call in. You can give us a call here, 210 340 9585 that's 210-340-9585 and also give uh get pen and paper i'll give you my phone number a little later uh that way you can give me a call i can give you options opportunities see what's going on um i, I want to be the best and uh i want to help the people i want to help each and every one of you make a better decision understand what's really going on in the car business right now um, I probably had, I don't know how many people, it's, it's a bunch, ask me if I've ever seen the car business the way it is now. No. Uh, maybe during World War II when production got shut down and all the, the uh, manufacturers were building stuff for the military, uh, that we were short like we are now. But people didn't have the money they have now. They didn't have the resources they have now. They don't have banking. And, and uh, well, I mean, bankers now can just lend out all the money they want because the government's backing them up, make sure they don't lose money, not in trouble. So uh, we just got to gotta figure out what we really can afford and what will work for us. So remember that... Uh, you're in a battle for your budget. You're in a battle for your money. You're in a battle for everything that's going on. Barry, this will work. Now, this will work. Uh, and so, well, I'm a little problem with my stand. My stand is coming apart. It's made out of plastic. What man makes breaks is what I always say. But anyway, so we're going through some time that's unbelievable. There's a buying frenzy on houses in our area. There's a buying frenzy on automobiles. Dealers are running out of inventory. The chip situation, China bills are chipped. The gamers figured out, hey, people are going to be wanting to, uh, you know, play games. So we need to build more games. So they bought all the chips up they could. New car dealers were sitting on their fanny. They, they wasn't worried because they thought people were going to quit buying cars. Well, they were wrong. Uh so what we've got here is chips shortage, can't build cars, can't build enough, can't supply enough, people moving in our area. I explained why San Antonio is a hot spot. Number one, corpus dealers come up here to buy. 
because San Antonio cars are a lot better than Corpus cars, a lot better than the Valley cars. Houston dealers come over here because they want to be in the same situation. Good morning, Bubba. Uh, and they're in the same situation. And so all these groups are coming to buy cars out of San Antonio. Then you have out-of-state people buying, and they're coming in and buying cars because we have the right kind of cars. San Antonio and Dallas cars are, are better than most cars. Now, if you can get out of California, do, other than the smog, yes, they've got good cars. So every situation's different. Every safe, you know, is that, but we've never seen prices this crazy. New car dealers, ready for this, are selling to other new car dealers for over window sticker. It, it's crazy. I don't understand that. I mean, you know, but you can't sell out of an empty wagon. That's what the old saying is. That saying's been around 50-something years. I've been I've been in the car business 58 years. Remember, I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. I grew into this business. I've been in it since I was 14. Good morning, Chris. And so I've learned the good, the bad, and the ugly about it. I buy good cars, bad cars, good trucks, bad trucks, good houses, bad houses. Uh, got called on several land deals and opportunities, 40 acres down in Galveston, uh, a lot of uh, possibilities that are working. But I, I want to work. I want to be productive. I don't want to retire. I'm 72. Everybody says, when are you going to retire? I'm not going to retire. I want to be the best I can be till the day I die. I want to be helping people and loving people. You know, I mean, uh, when you're selfish and full of pride, all you think about yourself. But due to Jesus Christ coming in my life, changing my life, my life has changed where I want to help, I want to give, I want to be the best I can. And I love people where I didn't, you know, do you really love people? Will you tell them the truth? Will you help them? Will you intimidate them? Will you take advantage of them? If you really love people, do you do that? You know, is profit your God? In the car business, it is. Hey, 50 years ago, there was one owner with one dealership, and he was content. Now you got Warren Buffett with over 100 dealership, and he's never content. And he knows what a cash cow is. Uh, Penske, same way. <coughs> Excuse me. All the big, big time car dealers are billionaires, and they, hey, they, they finance you. I've explained why so many people get buried in their or in debtor's prison. It's because they go online and they think, well, I'm not dealing with a person. Well, our car dealer magazines now say people are coming back to the showrooms. They're not wanting to do it online because it's, you know, they're getting they're getting taken advantage of. That computer's smarter than us. You don't think so? Hey, I'm gonna tell you that computer's smarter than us. It it knows every option, ever. You know, if you say yes to this, well, there's 15 options that it can shoot at you. I guarantee you, I see people buried with 15 to 20 percent interest on a vehicle. They ought to be paying, you know, two or three. Now, if you got bad credit, you're going to have to pay higher interest rate, way higher, and that's part of the business. The worst thing in the world is a title loan, so tell everybody not to do that. But I think we're not seeing a lot of that because the government's pumping a lot of money into the and diluting our value of our dollar. And I think that, and they've done some other things that's caused bad credit people, tough situations to be different. Uh, 
Yeah, thank you, Chris. I'm too young to retire. Uh, and so, hello, Gwen. And so, the good Lord will bless you with wisdom if you ask it. The good Lord will help us make those right decisions. And walking into the car dealership, you're at a disadvantage. We are trained 365 days out of the year. Hey, a neurosurgeon goes to school for seven years. We go to school forever. And the changes, this change right now, if you got a low miles, nice car, truck, I'm telling you, it brings crazy money, more than I accelerate on my lot. I've seen some diesel trucks lately. I saw a diesel truck this week, a 12 model, at the auction in Dallas bring 51000 where 18 months ago it might have brought 36000 It's 15000 up. There's a lot of other cars that are up four and 5000 So if you own a vehicle, you got to know what the market is and what it's worth. It, you've paid for it. You've worked for it. You've lost that working time. You go to work for 40 hours. And then you make the payment with that 40 hours of work. You've lost that 40 hours forever. And then the car loses its value. The big secret. One of the, uh, one of the chapters in my book that I'm writing right now is the big secret. The big secret's a loss of value what you buy. You know, I love Joanne Gaines uh, because I flip houses. I buy houses. I do things like that. I just went through redoing my house. But uh, she wrote an article. It's pretty cool. It's easy to forget what once a new purchase, an anticipated delivery, or a mood brought, brought to life can slowly blur, and I mean blur away, lose value, into the background of routine. While that familiarity is comforting, the process of being worn in all right places can leave us longing for those initial feelings of excitement. Remember how excited you were to buy that last vehicle? Going to be your last one, going to own it forever, love it. It's going to keep its value. Well, the big secret is no. I mean, one out of a million keep its value or go up. Maybe two or three million. You know, often returning to the newness does not require a complete overhaul. Now, that's she's talking about your house. She's talking about furniture. But let me tell you something. Take your old car, good morning, Ben, and clean it up uh, and do something to it. Maybe put new tires, new wheels or something, you know, get a little excitement like you had before, even though the, the car dealer magazines, good morning, Ernest, even though the car dealers now they're building these $40, 50000000 million dealerships to excite you. That excitement in when you buy something new, returning to that newness doesn't require a complete overhaul. It doesn't require a new car. Clean your car up. Take a little pride in it. Hey, think about it. It's almost paid for. Or is it paid? the best kind of car is a paid-for car? Often approaching small tasks with a mindset of change can be enough to give you a fresh surge of creativity and renew prospect. Uh, you know, what, how are you looking at your car? How are you looking at a vehicle? What? How do you think it works for you? I mean, you know, do salespeople understand what they're doing to their customers, or do they care? Putting you in debtor's prison. 
not telling you about the loss. Hey, you just bought this $40,000 car, and guess what? Five years from now, it's going to be worth five grand. But that's all right. You can afford it. Afford and can't afford. You know, so can you see the mistakes on your last purchase? Do you care about your mistakes on the last part? Do you care about that loss? Have have we taken the losses that we take on these vehicles and the loss of value and just say everybody does it, everybody's lost the value? I mean, you know, get your money's worth out. I, I had a customer come up with a vehicle that's got almost 300,000 miles on it. Hey, they got their money's worth. It's not worth a whole lot, but think about 300,000 miles. Now, we're we're going into... Um, a new way of cars. Electric cars are on the way. Neo's on the way with the, with China. I guarantee you, Biden's going to let Neo come in. And I, I'm not surprised if Neo won't let you, uh, order, or the government, order online, get them drop shipped like Tesla does. Tesla's trying to change the car business. They're trying to go to electric, which is the government's going. But the government's going to have to figure out how to get that gas tax money. I often tell you that Bucky sells 200,000 gallons a day. Whew. That's $80,000 worth of tax every day. Our wonderful outlaw senators and House of Representatives that we elect to serve us, to help us, protect us, get up there and go brain dead at Travis County and in Washington, D.C. also. And they don't care about us. They really don't. But how do they get that tax money back? They're going to figure a way to put a GPS on our cars and charge us for every mile we put on. Of course, Texas is so stupid. Uh, We let truckers with trailers get their license in Oklahoma. And that trailer's never been in Oklahoma. Never. You know, and so these truckers wear out our highways, take up space in our highways, and the other day, I passed about eight trucks. They all had Texas license plates except for the trailer. But they can buy five years for like $27. It's free money for, for Oklahoma. So our, our tax guys, our senators, House of Representatives, want that tax money. They want us to go to electric cars. So they're going to figure a way to put the GPS and you're going to have to go to an inspection station. They're going to write your miles down, turn it into the state. state's going to send you a bill. You think that's possible? Nobody's ever brought that up, but I think that's on the way. i I probably give them the idea because, they, hey, them boys up in Austin, Texas, they ain't smart enough to figure out nothing. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. They, they can't even figure how to fix the traffic in Travis County. How can, you know, we think they're smart and they're supposed to run our state. And they can't even fix the traffic in Austin, Texas. I mean, you know, well, son, it's your own darn fault. We elect them. We put them in there. We love them. We think it's the best thing on earth, and they're not. You know, but here we go with Second Corinthians 4, 4. The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers. That might be the Democrat Party, huh? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, the God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers. So, I mean, here we got we got the Communist Party, which is the Democrat Party. They're blinded to the truth. They're blinded to the right ways. 
and then we put them in the car business maybe i don't know i mean you know they sure love putting the customer in debtor's prison so that and, and so that they cannot see the light of the gospel and the glory of christ um they just can't see the truth and don't want the truth and don't care about the truth. The truth is, you know, how many people do you know that don't have any money left at the end of the month? How many people have made that bad decision, the wrong decision? Car dealers and manufacturers say 85% of the people who buy a vehicle that walk into a new car dealership, 85% don't buy what they intend to buy. I've told you many a story about getting calls about people saying, I went to buy this new truck, this new car. Got there, it wasn't there already. And the price was unbelievable great. But, man, they had this another car just like it was 10000 higher. Amazing. Maybe it wasn't ever there. You know, but I know I was blind, but now I see. Oh, yeah, they all, they all uh, I think the politicians use that a lot. You know, now they can see. Now they can see what's going on. Well, now I want you to see what's going on. I want to open your eyes. I want you to understand that what you decisions you make today, you're going to have to pay for tomorrow. I mean, we don't know what's going on with this government. And for the next seven years, there's so many people out there with payments. And they thought, oh, man, we got the greatest deal on earth. We got zero interest rate. Well, let me tell you, Bubba. You paid too much because the dealers said the manufacturer shut down. We're going to run out of product to sell. You can't sell from an empty wagon. And so what they did, they jacked the price up. You would have been better off fighting for a better price, taking the 15000 from the, the, the manufacturer and got you a great interest rate because that zero, you had to have a real good score to get to zero. They wasn't just passing it out to everybody that walked in. Hey, man, my score's 400. Give me that zero interest rate. <laughs> hey, that ain't going to work, Bubba. Yeah, you're going to pay 26.78%. Well, no, you don't have to pay that much because it's a new car. You're only going to have to pay 18% because your credit's bad. Hey, if your credit's bad, I got news for you. You're going to have to pay higher rate. So clean your credit up. Go to work on it. I even got a guy in Corpus that used to work for Dave Ramsey that I can give you his phone number, and he can help you clean your credit up and get a better score and get less interest rate. Hey, these billionaires love to finance you. Uh, the Carvana, they're advertising, oh, man, our, our cars are 3000 cheaper than anybody. You ought to be online with me watching these auctions and watching what they buy and what they pay. I'm going to tell you something else. They beat me, I, I mean, they they made a mistake on this truck. They gave a guy on a 19 Chevrolet with 15,000 miles, 4 by 4 not highly loaded. He gave 45,000 and 19 new. They gave him 47.8 for his truck. He called me, said, "Randy, I think they made a mistake." I said, "Run over there and cash that check quick. 47.8. Excuse me, man. I'd have them riding him so fast as unbelievable. He drove that that truck for two years and made money amazing hey but some of this some of these guys desperate dealers do desperate things uh my son was in beaumont with my granddaughter at a big golf tournament college golf tournament my granddaughter plays for arlington at university of texas she's they're in a big tournament uh coming up pretty quick again 
And so he met a Ford dealer down there, and they were walking, watching the girls, college girls play. And he said that he he had a brand new Ford that another Ford dealer gave him five thousand over window sticker for. Excuse me, is that crazy or not? Had a, one of the dealers I deal with guy came in, and he said, "I want a new three quarter ton diesel four by four. I want a Good Morning Judy. Uh, I want or Jody, and so I want Jody, and so I want a brand new Ford, at least a Lariat on up." And they said, we got one, and that's the only thing we got. He said, well, okay, I'll give one the sticker. He offered to give one the sticker. He's already checked. I had a big-time builder here in the town uh, text me the other day. I want a three-quarter ton diesel 4 by 4 King Ranch. I, I text back, there's none left. Well, the, you know, he texts me, well, you're bound to be able to find one. I said, there's none left. So what's happened? We've been in a buying frenzy. Everybody's, you know, thinking that everything's great. Everybody's trying to get everything done before the crash with the, the Communist Party. And so we've got a, a small selection of vehicles. I'm selling vehicles for more at the auction than I can sell them in my car lot. I mean, I'm buying off of the street. I'm buying for my radio listeners. I'm giving them crazy money. I'm beating CarMax every day. I'm beating all these all big independents except for one time they made a mistake on that truck. Whew. Mercy. I don't and they're advertising they're three thousand cheaper. You need to know the market. You need to shop. You need to understand. You gotta understand how much a new one costs. I mean, if we're paying as much as you can buy a new one, gentleman sold me his Yukon that I sold to uh, uh my salesman's parents. Hey he he, he said, I'm going to wait. We don't need this unit right now. We're not driving it that much. I know we're at a high point on the market. He's a radio listener. We're at a high, let me have that high point right now. I outrun everybody on it, and I gave plenty for it, but it was like a brand-new unit. Hey, there's a difference in nice cars and average cars. Be sure and go to YouTube, Randy Adams, Inc. Watch my my videos, subscribe, please. We're trying to build it. We're trying to get it going. I, I bought new equipment. We're getting ready to do about 60 YouTubes. Um, and I, I've got some other ideas, some things that I'm going to teach you how to look at a used car, what I look at, how I see the perspective of what I see on a vehicle, perspective of the market. And so you can understand on the next vehicle that you buy, grandson car, granddaughter car, son-daughter vehicle. So you know if you're buying a used vehicle, look at it a little harder and know who you're dealing with. You know, they all love you. Hey, we all love you. We love your money more, though. Yes, we do. Hey, I want to cash that check. I want to tell you I love you. I want to tell you to come back. But you know what? We love to make fun of you if you don't. I'm going to tell you a story. This happened about 30 years ago. We had this used car manager that said, hey, all you wholesalers are making too much money. I'm going to do the same thing. I said, really? Yeah. I said, okay. I said, I'm going to get in the wholesale business. I said, well, let me tell you something. You just lost a lot of friends. He said, what do you mean, a lot of friends? I said, so-called friends. I said, when you get in competition with us, and it don't matter to me, I will help you. I'm one of the few that will help you. I won't cuss you. I won't make fun of you. But let me tell you something. You get out on the street. And the wholesalers won't know you no more. Oh, no, he ain't no good. He don't know what a car's worth. They'll make fun. They're jealous. 
the car business is full of pride, greed, selfishness, and jealousy. I said, man, when you become out on the street a wholesaler, and nobody will know you. I said, I will. I'll still answer your phone call. I'll still help you because I still help a lot of other people. I said, it don't matter to me. The good Lord's going to bless me what I got coming. I've been blessed all my life. I said, but let me tell you something. This business is a different business when you're our f- source of getting cars. But when you get in competition with us, our pride, our selfishness, our jealousy will come to the top. Cream comes to the top. Hey, let me tell you something. Put a man in, and that's a wholesaler in that position. Oh, man, I don't know. You know, but I've, and wholesalers won't buy from other wholesalers, but I do. I'm, hey, I'm going to look at six trucks today, diesel trucks, from a wholesaler. Hey, that, that truck don't know who owns it. That truck don't know what it's worth. And that truck don't care if it's a good truck, good unit. Now, these guys, I've done a lot of business with them. But if, if you'll tell me the truth, we're going to do business. If you want to lie to me, no, 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 no. Been down that road, don't like that road. Hey, I, I, give me the truth and let's dance. That's it. Yeah, I'll dance with you. Hey, I, I'll work with you. I'll help you. I'll give you. I've got a wholesaler now that I'm I'm bidding all his cars, and it seems like I'm not getting nothing. I mean, he must be using me. But we'll see it a little bit further down the road. I'll, I may have to quit. Hey, we're going to take a four-minute break. Please call 20 people to listen to the show, 20 people to go to Facebook, 20 people to go to YouTube, Randy Adams, Inc. God bless you. We're going to be right back. Hey, be sure and hang on. And turn us back on. And hey, keep listening to the radio. God bless you. Hello, San Antonio again. Thank you for tuning in to Randy Adams, Learn to Buy and Sell Cars.com. I appreciate each and every one of your listeners. And what? Here's my magazine. I picked it up again this morning. Hey, am I still on Sunday at 3 a.m.? 3 p.m. 3 p.m.? Sunday, 3 p.m., 6.30 a.m., the same radio station, just in case you'd like to listen to the show again, or tell somebody to go there Sunday afternoon. I used to have a, a 3 o'clock Sunday afternoon show on another station, and it was real popular, but the, the price got a little too high. But anyway, I had a lot of listeners, and they've been trying to get me to go back, and we've been discussing that. It's not working. We are trained to do one thing and one thing only. That's car. Hey, that's the F&I department. Become a giant money-making monster. I just happen to have that, and that's in a car dealer magazine. That's not out in the public, you know. They don't put this in the public. They just sell it to the 28,000 car dealers in the United States. But we are trained to do one thing and one thing only, become a giant money-making monster. Man, I don't know. I guess I'll read that article and become a giant money-making monster. Well, I mean, you know, um, do you got a conscience? You know, uh, some of these dealers want to bury you. That way you owe too much. You got to come back to them. You know, that's a possibility. I don't know. You know, this business has changed tremendously in the last 58 years I've been in it. Uh, Ernest Ewald was on a while ago on Facebook. Uh, I've known him since... Somewhere in the 70s. I mean, you know, we're both in our 70s, and we've known each other since the 70s. And so uh, we've seen some changes in business. We've never seen in the last 58 years the situation we're going through right now. 
But, I mean, I think there's a lot of pride and selfishness in our purchasing. And I think that's that's hurt the the customers out there. I mean, there's so many people I see every day that is owe too much on their house, owe too much on their car, and have too many toys. I don't know. I mean, uh, my mother taught me to make money on your toys and your hobbies. And I used to do well at that, but... Um, and I still make money a little bit on antique cars, not like I used to. I've got about five or six I'm getting rid of in the near future now. So, and but, uh, what what triggers your purchasing? What controls your thoughts? Controls your your views? Your perspective? I mean, what kind of perspective do you have on your vehicle now? Does it need cleaned up? I often talk about a radio. Uh, person I know real well. He does a lot of commercials, and he was my—he still is my account manager. And he—he uh, he was they, this radio station didn't trust me. They thought I was a little crazy what I was doing, and everybody else did too. So they—they they put this this account manager. He had to do my show with me for two months, hold my hand, make sure I wasn't out of line. And he, he had the dump button, finger on the dump button all the time, I guess. Uh, and uh, he sat through my classes for two months. And right after that, with four kids, triplet daughters and a son, he bought an SS Camaro. And, of course, he was off the show by then. They, they, they done figured out I was a real deal, I guess. And so <laughs> he was off the show by then. And then he goes and buys this SS Camaro. Where was he going to put the kids? I mean, you can't put the two cars, car seats in the back of a Camaro. I mean, he can't ride up front. They got a lot of years before they can get up front. He can't put them in the trunk. So, I mean, you know, here he buys this car for himself. You know, you know, about I, I, I and I found my dream car. I, I've told you this before. I've found my dream car, and man, I'm gonna tell you something. It was tough to say no to. You. Has it been tough to say no to yourself? That's the toughest thing in the world. Say no to you. I've, I've it's been tough for me to say no to me. I, I guarantee. You. But I prayed about it, thought about it, and I changed my mind. I did not buy it, uh, and I'm glad. I'm really glad, but sometimes we get impatient. Sometimes we jump to conclusions. You know, I buy toys, and if it really won't make money, I don't need it. I'm talking about I've owned a lot of boats, a lot of jet skis, a lot of hot rods, a lot of antique cars. And if I don't think it makes money, I don't want it. I'm sorry. I I just, you know, but I had a friend of mine. He passed away several years ago great guy. I really loved him. His name was Ray Becker. And Ray would call me and he'd say, oh, Randy, I found the perfect hot rod for me. It's the one I'm going to keep forever. What's it worth? And I'd tell him, well, they want more than that. Well, I said, Ray, you know, it's up to you. You take, you know, whatever you want to do, but it's up to you, you know, and this is what it's worth. This is what it'll always bring. Well, several times he bought way past what, and Ended up losing money on it, you know. But the, here's the key to it. Just like that article I wrote, uh, read in the first half, the experience of something new. You know, I mean that thrill, that excitement, 
you know, what a, once was a new purchase, and he was, you know, anticipated to buy, to get it, to drive it, you know, can slowly blur into the background of routine. He'd get to think about the money tied up. He'd get to thinking about this, that, and the other. And two, three months later, he'd want to sell that car. And who's the first person he'd call to try to sell it? Me. I'd say, well, I told you what it's worth. I told you what it should bring, and you paid more. I, I, I don't want to buy it and lose money. I'm sorry. And it, and it was your dream, not my dream. We all look at vehicles with a different, different perspective. We all look at them. But I look at them being productive, what they're going to cost me, how long they're going to last, what the miles are going to do, what kind of fuel mileage I get. Is the air conditioner work and summertime's on its way? What kind of fuel mileage it gets? I look at a vehicle at a different perspective than a lot of people. I, I did buy a Lexus the other day that I'm considering driving. A new one's 90. I, you know, I sell this one for 17, 18,000, you know. And it's like, it's a nice, nice car. Now, I may drive that car for a little bit. Not much because of the miles, because of the situation, because of the value. And so I look at things different from customers. But how are you looking at a vehicle? Or is it transportation from point A to point B? Barry didn't, didn't have a vehicle and he survived life. I used to have a buddy of mine. And his dad left him quite a bit of stock and Coca-Cola and some other stuff. And he said, he said, Carl, if uh, you never get married, you never buy a car, you'll never have to work. Well, Carl never got married, never owned a car, and never had to work. And so how did that man know that 50, 60 years ago? Now, I mean, I think we need wives. I think we, we need children. I think we need somebody to go through life with us. You know, have a, there's two kinds of partners. I'm going to tell you right now. It's helpmate or hellmate. Which one are you? And that goes both sides, women and men. Good morning, Terry. Uh, that's, that's both sides. Are you, do you have a, a wife or a husband that's a hellmate or a helpmate? And so... Here, Carl's dad knew 50, 60 years ago, that's when cars didn't cost a whole lot of money. And he told his son, if you never get married, you never have a car, you never have to work. I believe he could have got married and got by because what he spent on women uh, was a lot of money. I think he could have got by cheaper with the woman. But vehicle-wise, I gave him a lot of rides. I'd see him. He lived downtown New Brunswick, and I picked him up carried him around but how his dad must have been a smart man to leave him this kind of money this kind of income 60 years ago had to be 60 years ago maybe 70 i don't know how long his dad had been gone carl's been passed away for 20 years i played a lot of back when my heathen days i played a lot of poker with him lots of poker and uh uh he had wisdom. He really had some wisdom. Now, he didn't look like he had wisdom. There's a lot of people in this world don't look like they got wisdom. But how they get wisdom? By experience, by knowing the Lord, uh, reading the Bible. I mean, we go through a lot of things in our life. How do we get where we need to be at the right time, at the right situation? How much experience have you had in owning a vehicle? When's the last time you had one that gone up in value other than right now? 
I mean, I gave 6,000 more. That's no joke. Good morning, Greg out of Michigan. I gave 6,000 more for a vehicle this year than I would have last year. And and wanted it more this year than I would have last year. There's there's property. Hey, nobody's calling you, Barry. I'm, I, I got the number posted, didn't I? 210-340-9585. I guess, Car- you know what? I ain't seen Carlos this week. I ain't heard from him. I hope he's all right. But anyway, how much experience have you had? Have you had a winner lately? I mean, there's people that buy cars, fix them up, do a few things to them and resell them and get their money back or make a little money. And that happens all the time. But really, especially new, when's the last time you bought a new car? You know, and right now, this is maybe the only time that you can drive a new car, new truck off the lot if you bought it at the fair price, the right price, and not lose 10 20% of its value because there's a shortage, supply and demand. Now, how long is this going to last? I, I heard a report from Dodge that it's 16 months. So we got 16 months of a new market. I'm not sure this is going to settle anytime in the near future. Uh we're going to be fighting this for a while. So we've got to make the right decisions. You can't get in debtor's prison. You can't make the wrong decision, pay too much money for a vehicle. I mean, that 12 Dodge diesel at 51000 I'm not sure in 12 it cost that much money. But it was 58,000 miles in the right kind of unit and nice unbelievable prices we're seeing so if you've got a nice car nice truck i buy i buy the good the bad and the ugly i just bought a tundra with a bad motor just had a man call me he said my employee has got a tundra and it's rough and he needs to get rid of it they're sending me pictures of it i'm gonna try to buy it um bought a 2020 good morning johnny 2020 truck uh Good morning, Allison. And I bought a Deborah. I bought a 2020 Ford truck with 6,000 miles. So I'll buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. I buy cars, trucks, and houses. So whatever you got for sale. Working on a deal if you want a great investment on 40 acres down in Galveston. Uh, I think it's it's plotted for 280 building sites. So it's a pretty cool deal. And I've got another. If you'd like to buy 25 acres at Divine, I've got a gentleman that we're working with right now on it. So be productive in your life. Look at the past experiences and learn from them and grow from them and make better decisions on what you can afford. There's some people that can afford, you know, like my buddy that bought the $130,000 Mercedes. He stroked a check. No big deal. Then he bought a throwaway car from me. A throwaway car? Yeah. Yeah. He needed something to put miles on to run around. Not to, He realized that if he drove that Mercedes all the time, that in three years it'd have over 100,000 miles, and from 130, it'd be worth 25 or 30. He didn't want to lose that 100,000 in three years. He wanted to lose that 100,000 in six or seven years. Hey, it's his money. Hey, take my advice, Bubba, and do whatever your little heart desires. Buy what you can afford. And he, you know, and he understood that loss. So I sold him an Impala. 
he put a hundred thousand miles on in three years. I don't I don't think he owns a Mercedes. I think he traded it off. You know, but people with money can afford it. But can you afford it? How many people do you know that don't have any money left at the end of the month? You know that you know my one of my favorite sayings, I asked my buddies I said, How's the payment on that old truck that you bought, that brand new truck? He said, The payment's not too high, it just comes too often. You ever feel that way? Thirty days flies by. I text people on uh, Facebook for their birthday. Time flies. It does fly. Here we are already past April 15th. Isn't that amazing? Just it seems like, and, and what's amazing to me is that we've been fighting this virus for over a year. Man, we've flown by that. that the Communist Party's still trying to lock us down. I'm not sure we'll ever get over this. But, of course, I think there's some good points to it. We're trying to be cleaner. We're trying to be safer. Maybe that's what, you know, we're getting the best out of this. Now, letting the government control us, no, that's not going to work. You know, they're wanting to put everybody downtown. Now they're trying to move us out. I mean, their properties downtown, they built up, and they want everybody to live down there because they want to be able to move us around the way they want to move us around. And here, get ready for electric cars, and I'm fine. Hey, I'll sell bicycles. I don't care. I'll sell cars. I'll, hey, I got a guy that used to work for me for years. He's selling golf carts. But, I mean, we're all selling something. We're all selling, you know, lifestyle. We're all selling products. You know, a doctor sells his service to dentists, you know, lawyers, car dealers, you know, janitors. They're selling the service. You sell yourself. How good do you do the job? Well, salespeople are trained 365 days out of the year. They know how to push your button. They know what you want. They can see the greed, the selfishness, the pride in us. Hey, I want to keep up with the Joneses. Years ago, the Joneses tried to keep up with me. It never, you know, the blessing I had. That's why car dealers have money. We don't take that. Hey, Carl, his dad was right. Hey, if you... If you don't have a wife, you don't have a car. I think he would have been cheaper having a wife because he spent a lot of money on women, lots of money on women. But he never had a car. The loss of value. How much have you lost the last 30 years? I've I've got a producer that's uh, got a brother that's worked all his life. Him and his wife kept in new cars and new trucks. I mean, just unbelievable amount. And then loses his job. I have another friend of mine whose uh, brother lost his job. And he got lucky and sold his house, but he was losing everything before he got rid of that house. You can lose your job, and if you got big payments, you've been buying a new car, new truck every other year, and one for your wife. How much have you lost in the, in the years? Can you afford it? Hey, if you can afford it, hey, I'm going to tell you. Buy that Bentley. Buy that Rolls Royce. Buy that Mercedes. Don't let me stand in the way. No. It's your hard-earned money. And what will it, What do you have left? This market is crazy, so be prepared to see what it is. Be sure and call me. Let me make an offer on your car, your truck, your house. My phone number is 830-708-4789. I buy the good, the bad, and the ugly. Keep that in mind. Just bought three trucks from a lady down in Freer, Texas. Uh, she's down there on the ranch by herself. She, she's getting up in age. She bought her a new new car. She, she brought me her other car because what? The dealer, the dealer wanted to give her two grand. I gave her four grand for it, and I made money. 
Now, does that make sense? Just like I told you loyalty last week. Where is loyalty in the car business? It's in the trash can. They've dumpster. It's done been hauled off. Loyalty left the car business years and years ago. There's some people that still in independence that don't have the big multi-million dollar dealerships, the big overhead that can work cheap and will work cheap and do take care of people. But there's very, very few in that situation. My high school quarterback buddy, he wanted to test me, see if I was a real deal. He was he ordered a new truck. I hate to tell him this, but I found out he may not be getting it anytime soon. Santa Claus may have been come and gone time he sees a brand new truck. But anyway, so he brought me his truck. I didn't know he'd already made a deal. I finally figured out he was just testing me, see if I was for real. The Ford dealer gave him twenty nine thousand trade in. I offered thirty two thousand. I shocked him. He said, "You'll write a check for thirty two thousand for my truck." I said, "Yeah, I'll write a check for your truck right now. Thirty two grand." I said, "I got a thousand made on it. I'm working on two percent, but that's all right. I'll give you thirty two. I've got it sold for thirty three. He said, "Well, why did the Ford dealer give me twenty nine thousand? Well, it's either stealing from you or didn't know the market. And it's amazing. They got guys out buying on the market. They got computers to pull up to see what they're bringing. And, and you know, so you you know, you know take it the way you want to take it. I, they're taking advantage of it. You need to go over there and say, there's an old wholesaler giving me 32000 for my truck. You need to match that. He goes over there, fights with them. They want to give him 30500 so they picked up an extra twenty five hundred because if they'd been out at the auction, they'd have had to pay thirty three thousand for that truck also. So they picked up an extra twenty five hundred loyalty. Why do they take care of this customer? This customer's been buying from them for thirty forty years. I'm, you know, we've been out of high school fifty. You know, so if we've been out of high school fifty and he's bought all his wife and his kids and his trucks and cars and SUVs from them, hello, Lorenzo. And, and give up, you know, where is loyalty at? There's no loyalty in the car business. I'm sorry. You know, how good was you the last purchase and what's going to be the next purchase, you know? That's what counts. I've explained to you uh, what dealers do. We got credit unions. We got banks. We sell the note. We cash in. No responsibility. No accountability. We cash it, put the money in the bank, and we push everything off on the bank. The banks have paid for lending to people of color for more interest rate. So what's happened in that situation is that these banks get fined. There was a bank in Ohio got fined $30 million for dealing with some new car dealers that would charge people of color for more interest rate just because of their color. Their score was as good as somebody else, but it's amazing their, their interest rate was higher. Why? Because they took advantage. They know how to sell them. They know how to work them. And so they were charging. So the dealers did this and then put it off on the bank. The bank never saw the customer. The bank never saw their, their uh, credit score. But all in all, these dealers would charge more money of people of color, different nationalities, and especially people from Mexico, that, you know, got over here hardworking, paying all over, and they've convinced them, you know, you, you know, I'm doing you a favor. 
hey, there's so many people loaning money on cars right now. What do you think how Penske and Buffett's getting rich? They got their own finance company at all their dealerships. They got their own extended warranty. And, you know, and I just talked to a customer of mine, a radio listener, that paid 3500 for a used car extended warranty. When I can sell one, I've got diminished value that I can sell you that's a great, great deal, and I've got extended warranties. But also, he, he should have bought it from the bank or credit union that he borrowed the money. They're protecting their loan. They're protecting the customer, you know, and they want to sell you extended warranty. The dealerships takes that money, the fifteen hundred, and it adds to it. So that that extended warranty instead of fifteen hundred cost them thirty five hundred. Well, it, they're look, relooking at that deal. They're going to find out if they cancel how much money they get back, and then they're going to buy another warranty. And you need to know what these warranties say and what they cover. Now, the diminished value deal, if you're in an accident. It pays you five to ten thousand dollars. Depends on what policy. Cost you about four hundred for three years of protection. Buy here, pay here. Lots should all buy it, because their customers. Just think about this. You've got two thousand down. You scrape all the money. You get you in a car. You're making a payment. You don't have anything left. You're in an accident. It's your fault. You don't get enough money to buy another car. This policy pays you for three years. Pays coverage of five thousand dollars at least. That'll put you in another vehicle you won't be walking. How do you get back on your feet? Quick, miss a payment, or have a wreck. I'm going to tell you, I've seen so many people have a wreck, not have any money to get back in the car. You know, yeah, the insurance pays it off, but most of the time in buy here, pay here, you owe more than what the car's worth. You know, and I've dealt with that. I've helped people with, you know, diminished value. Diminished value, you can only collect when it's the other person's fault from the other insurance company. And lots of these insurance companies won't protect you. I'm Randy Adams, learn to buy and sell cars.com. Remember, hey, tell 20 people Randy Adams wants to buy your car, your truck, your house. Tell 20 people to go to Randy Adams, Inc. on YouTube. That's Randy Adams, Inc. YouTube. Or give me a call, 830-708-4789. That's 830-708-4789. 4789. I want to buy your car, your truck, your house, any condition, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Hey, and I'm going to tell you, you have any questions, give me a call. I'd love to talk to you. People can't believe I answer my phone. I wouldn't put my phone number out if I wouldn't answer my phone. And if I'm super busy, you may have to call back the next day. Please keep trying to contact me. I want to talk to you. God bless you. Hey, 99% of addictions are tied to unforgiveness, mother, father, or spouse. Forgive everybody. Get rid of that baggage. Be free. Accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you'll be set free. God bless you. I love you listeners. I'll see you next week.